This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Are you still eating? Is this still happening? Are we going to start? Are we still eating? Can I eat? Are you talking about your kid? I don't have any food. Is Max eating? I don't have any... No, Max is asleep and crying because he's upset. You can't be asleep. You can't be asleep. I'm glad I said we should start. I'm glad I said we should start early because here we are. Now we're going to start on time. This actually worked out well. I'm ready. Yeah? Say that again here. What if I hit start broadcast? Now tell me you're ready. I, I don't understand. We'll start the episode with me talking my mouth full because you love when I do that. Okay? Look at that. Welcome to episode unqualified of episode 97. <laughs> I am Curtison. <laughs> you, you took like the biggest bite of food you possibly could before you started. I couldn't even finish with a straight face until I knew how disgusted you were. Like, I'm sitting here just thinking, John is so disgusted right now. The worst part was that I just had to listen to ten minutes previously of you chewing your food. Previously on Unqualified Gamers, John decides that he doesn't like when people eat food because apparently they don't need sustenance as human beings. I have a question about sickness. You really nailed that impersonation. I thought especially with the kind of like 1930s noir uh, laugh at the end, or maybe it's post-noir, I'm not really sure, but either or, I think it applies to you equally. Here on this episode of Unqualified Gamers. You, You just said you had a question. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, about sickness. You didn't, you didn't actually ask a question. I have a question about a sickness, but I, I thought before I before we just start, like, pandering, uh, is, Are you going to ask me, are you going to ask me, is my mother going to get up, going to get down with the sickness? Is that what you're going to ask me? I would ask if your mom would do that. That doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. That's okay, not so sense. what were you going to ask me? What I was trying to do is steer the listener back and, like at least establish the fact that we will at some point talk about video games, right? Because I just don't, I don't like when, when a podcast just starts with random, like, blah, 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 small talk and questions about sickness. And there's like, there's no clear direction whatsoever. There's just you. And then like four, like, I don't know, like 14 minutes in, suddenly they're like, all right, well, uh, yeah, this is an episode. Let's talk about a video game. And then you're like, wait, what was that? The whole entire gigantic waste of time that just occurred and transpired um so instead i are thought you, what I would are you setting up a future segue are you like segueing to a segue i don't know what that means point is i have a question about sickness but i thought i would at least first like acknowledge the fact that someone may be listening to us at this moment and then Not maybe they know it's good for them maybe i should we should acknowledge they exist before just being like Oh, we're so cool. We're just going to small talk for like 23 minutes and uh, not even... Oh, 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 yeah, I guess we should talk about video games now. I guess that's a thing we're here to do. Oh, didn't didn't see you there. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, making small talk. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a podcast. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't want the listener to feel like an afterthought. So I thought I would be like inviting and welcoming... And welcome their invitation to listen. You know what I'm saying? Why aren't you talking? This is a podcast. I don't even know what you just said. I'm trying to be good at what we do, alright? It's, it's, we're 97 you, episodes this in. Is, we made this is about well the worst. This is about the worst you've ever been at anything. Right. It's about the worst you've ever been at anything. Why did, how can a kid get you sick when you're an adult and you've had this, X number of years to build up immunity to sickness, isn't don't they get sick because they don't have a good immune system? Look, my muscles are way stronger than his, all right? Like, I I can, like, push the coffee table across the floor. I mean, 
I've got muscles, so I shouldn't be getting sick when this kid gets sick. Uh, but actually, this time I'm I, I'm not sick. This time I have not I have not got it yet. Now, when I wake up tomorrow and I can't open my eyes because they're crusted shut, you know, then we can talk again because I'm sure I'll be sick again. But right now, it's just the baby. This time, it's probably the most sick I've ever seen him, which is kind of fun. Uh, it's a double ear and eye infection. I'm assuming because his hand and mouth are everywhere. So, you know, there's, there is more goo coming out of his body than any goo monster that I have ever seen. And I have seen many goo monsters. So do you think your son is the main protagonist in World of Goo? I believe my son may be the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters 2. I don't believe the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man... Or Ghostbusters 1. From Ghostbusters 1 ever got sick. No, but he did have a lot of goo. Because, like, I didn't know... So, I didn't know that, like, a body could produce as much mucus as this child is producing. Let alone it coming out of a baby body. Because he's got, like, a very small body compared to you or me. A rubber baby boggy bunk bumper bobby baby body. You said baby a rubber. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. So, um, so there's just there's snot everywhere, and there's a lot of sanitizing happening in the house, and that's that's been my life for like the past couple of days. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. Hey, hey, John, hey, John. It's not my problem. This is like the worst idea I ever had tonight. I I shouldn't have done this. What the. But yeah, no. So, what I'm uh, saying is so, no. But why do you get sick? Like, why does an adult get sick because a baby gets sick? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, a baby, my understand, like has no immune system, right? Or like no, uh, like immunity to anything that has been developed. So should I? Do I need to explain to you how diseases work? I don't understand the question. Yes, like, explain to me how, like how does a disease? There are work? bacteria and viruses that are sw- there are things in this world that you can't see. Can you believe that? Like if like they exist and you can't see them. I know I might have just blown your mind. But then there are these there are these tiny little things that can make you sick and and that's what's happening. They made my son sick and then he brought them home to roost and the chickens are at home roosting in all of our bodies here at the Martin household. This doesn't make any sense to me. There's like, tiny little chickens that you can't see that make you sick. I don't understand how it. How is that not clear? No, this honestly doesn't make any sense to me. Because a baby has, like, a bad immune system, right? Like, its cells aren't used to fighting other cells in combat, right? Your cells have decades of fighting other cells in combat, right? And so it brings... It brings bacteria that your body's always exposed to, but your body's like, I don't care. I can fight that off. And then it suddenly can't fight it off. So then you suddenly can't fight it off? Like, I don't understand. I think that's a reasonable question. Right. So there's a lot of mutation and and stuff that happens. Like, just because one bacteria is the same, is is, like, technically the same species as another bacteria doesn't mean that they are the same bacteria so like the the thing that causes pneumonia that my body has seen before may come back again 10 years later and it may have a bunch of different proteins along the envelope of the bacteria the 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 thing that cases the bacteria and that's what your that's what your immune system is looking at when it is trying to fight off disease and so like it's like when i go rob a store in a red jumpsuit and sunglasses and a hat. And then later I go rob another store in an orange jumpsuit and a, and a different hat mm-hmm. and maybe a fake beard. Yeah. I don't know where that analogy was going. Because the store knows to look out for someone in a red jumpsuit, but then you show up in an orange jumpsuit and they're like, oh, this guy's cool. And then they let him in and then they get robbed. Is that what you're saying? the f*** would wear an orange jumpsuit? Um... Uh, I don't know anyone in prison. Clearly, you've not seen Orange Is the New Black, so there's that. Yeah, so that was my that was my last couple of days. How about you? I don't. How about your couple of days? You don't haven't done anything. I don't remember you, you asking don't do you about your last couple of days. No, you just asked me about sickness. Yeah, which that has been my last couple of days. Well, but I okay that uh, but you 
you telling me about your last couple days is incidental, right? Because like I had like literally no interest in your last couple days, right? Because you're gonna end up talking most of this episode because you probably played a video game and would like to talk about that video game. Are, are we doing another episode where you didn't do anything? I don't play video games anymore. I don't have time. I have like responsibilities, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't say that with a straight face. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I've been busy or whatever. So shut up. You know what I've played? I've played Risk of Rain. I've played more Risk of Rain. It's like the only game I play. It's apparently like I wake up on Saturday morning. Our friends are online. I play Risk of Rain with them for several hours until they have lives they have to go to. Then I stop. And then have I... Have we talked about that game before? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But that's like, that's all I do. I, I don't know. I... You know, our friend Blake lent me Kid Icarus Uprising on Nintendo 3DS, but my little 3D, my 3D slider is broken. It just like snapped, so I can't slide that, it up and down. That thing breaks. Uh, yeah. So wait, are you are you like stuck in full 3D or stuck in no 3D? I'm stuck in 2D, and I'm not gonna play it, the new Kid Icarus game without 3D. So I need to take a paperclip to it and just slide it up. It just it's easy to do. I just haven't done it, and. Uh, and then before I got around to doing that, I ended up starting to read because apparently I decided that I, I should be cultured in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I started reading Catch-22. Have you read that? Uh, yeah. You have? Like a, long, like a long time ago. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. So um, I don't know. I started reading Catch-22, so like I'm not 3DSing on the train anymore. Uh, I don't know. It's just not. And here's the thing, right? Like a new 3DS is coming out. I'm going to buy the new 3DS. Because your slider's broken, of course. Because my slider's broken and because it has a C-stick. And because it's faster. Did you hear these? Did you hear the specs? I did. I did. I heard it's got, I heard it's got more, um, more computer inside. Look at this seamless transition into talking about video games. So, listener, typically I play my Nintendo 3DS on the bus and or train. However, having spent the last year on the bus and or train playing... Pokemon Y, Bravely Default, and what's the last big game I played? Uh, Super Smash Bros. 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I spent a whole year, and I always see people reading books on the train, and then I think to myself, wow, they're so cultured. I could be one of those people. I'm not, and then I end up not. Um, so I decided to take a little break from gaming on public transit because in like two months or so a new 3ds is coming out and if my 3d slider were not broken on my current 3ds i would probably not get it right away but now i have an excuse right the the slider broke off two days after my warranty ended by the way so thanks nintendo good timing um it just snapped for no reason literally no reason and um and now i have this excuse so i'm just gonna read and like be a cultured civilized human being or whatever and have like interests like normal people for a little bit temporarily and then i'll get back into portable gaming in like a month or two but in the meantime i just haven't had time to sit down and like commit to a game so are you at that weird transitional period where you are in between single player games yeah because there's always that for me there's always that weird like you finish a game and then the thought of starting another game is for some reason, paralyzing. <clears throat> yes. And then I, I usually kind of like waffle back and forth between games I can pick up for a half an hour, 45 minutes at that point. So yeah. is that kind of where you're at right now? Apparently, exactly, because that's what I've been doing with Risk of Rain. That's really weird right. that we all go, th- exactly. well, that you and I both go through that. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a normal thing. Yeah, and by the way, you did have something happen. You got a uh, 20th anniversary PlayStation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. That's Didn't that actually happen? What I'm going to make another separate video about, actually. Oh, apparently we can't talk about that here. No. So, that was a good tease for everybody, uh, listener. So, Cody's going to be talking to you about something soon. Well, I guess I'll just talk about it on the podcast since it blew my cover. Well, I mean, I you kind of made it public. Well, I kind of made it public. Uh, you kind of had it on your twitter and it's kind of public i had it on my instagram all right get it you linked from your twitter which i'm a very social media you're a very social media (laughs) yeah what are you gonna do about it 
Look, you don't have to talk about it here. I don't want to press you at anything you don't want to do. I mean, no means no. Well, you don't want to do this podcast, but you're doing it. So I feel kind of bad. Um, no, I. that's actually a developing story about the 20th anniversary of PlayStation 4. Um, that I, that I will actually, I want to address it in a separate, in a separate video, um, or, or in our next episode, but not now. I think that's, I think that's totally fine. I'm kind of, I'm kind of anxious to hear about it because all I know about it is that you managed to get one. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, ish, ish. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. Um, things are, things are afoot, so we'll, we'll figure out the, the PS4 issue, but I, I do not currently consider myself a PS4 owner, so there's at least that. Um, now I'm really confused as to wherever the situation went. Yeah, I so. know, right? Well, eh, it'll it's a developing story. Check that out. Um, I'm actually going to put up a video I'd like listeners to like respond to and comment on and get their opinions and things, and then we'll chat about it on a later episode. Uh, in the meantime, there is a development in the video game, my personal video game world, and that is that I've migrated every episode of our podcast to unqualifiedgamers.com. That's impressive. Except that's, for the first like a, one. I don't even remember. Why? You know, I don't know. Um, I got really busy. Work got really crazy. Um, I actually finished migrating the second episode over lunch today because I was like 80% there. I just needed to grab an image. So we're there. So if you go to unqualifiedgamers.com, well, they're all there except for that in episode 34. Did you get my email about that? Yeah, I did. I, I, I'm backed up through like 60 or something. So I... I don't have... But you didn't even have your half of the recording or anything? <laughs> no, I've got nothing. Yeah, episode 34 is is lost to the annals of time and... Uh, to the annals of time? Yeah, the annals of time. Uh, apparently it got sucked into the hole of digital internet or something because it's gone. It's just gone. Um, what, a, what a bummer because that was our best episode. Everybody knows this. You know, it wasn't. Uh, no, it was about like Civilization... Four, I think. Our best episode. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was about. It's on the website, but the first 20 seconds of the episode exist, and then nothing beyond that. It's kind of a weird problem. don't know why that happened, but there we are. So um, so sadly, you cannot listen to that, but you can listen to episodes two through uh, now, 97. Um, the first episode I will finish migrating. I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tease that, and I'll post it sometime in the next seven days. So you have to keep checking our website to find out. But yeah, um, started listening to the first episode earlier today to kind of refresh and like see what we sounded like. Uh, no, mostly to to prep like the the text description and the, the search engine optimization and other bells and whistles. But in it, uh, I explain what I think of Steam. This new thing that I just got. And it's so weird. You know, in the annals of time. In the annals of time. Steam Steam really isn't that that old of a thing. I mean, it hasn't really been around for that long. You know At least not at least not in a in an in an incarnation that works. Because like Steam came out at first and for the first few years it didn't work. So in the annals of time, I mean it, it hasn't been around that long. Well, fortunately, um, fortunately it is, fortunately I, I'm into anal, so I have it now. Is that right? Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it is. Great. Cool. So. So once again, you didn't play anything, so you've left it up to me to drive the episode forward like a hammer through Jello. Is that a saying? But I did, I did go to a uh, used game store and I exchanged some old DVDs I no longer wanted for some store credit, and I got a Nintendo eShop gift card. And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. I really I, want I think, that game. I mean, that's probably a good choice. I think it's like a puzzle-heavy style. Like, I, I mean, I know I, from what I understand, like it's one of those things that Nintendo's been doing, where like you know you can get one through three stars on levels or whatever. And in order to get the most stars on some of the more advanced levels, it's crazy hard. Well, I mean, I would wait, but I can't think of any other AAA titles Nintendo's planning on coming out with anytime soon, right? I mean... Yeah, I think they're kind of... I mean, I think they're kind of done for a while. I mean, I think X is the... X, which is done by by Monolith, is coming out in the summer, I want to say. And I don't even know if that's in America. That might be Japan. 
X is but, a letter of the alphabet, not a video game. It can be both. Well, it can't. Mm-hmm. It can, like Mega Man X? Yeah, Mega Man X. Like X? Yeah, Mega Man X. It's got X right there in the title? Like yeah, the X is in the title. X is also in the word xylophone, Xenogears, Xenosaga Chronicles. You just said one yourself. Uh, Epis- Xenogears. Episode one. Right. So the letter X. Right. X. That's what we just said. X is the name of a video game. Like we just said. Is in those so, cases accompanied by other letters of the alphabet. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Um, so we've we've verified then that X does appear in the title of video games, which is exactly what I said. Um, that's coming out, I want to say, in like the summer. Have they announced? They've got Splatoon coming out this year. Don't care. They haven't said anything about when. Uh, I mean, other than that, have we heard Yoshi's Yarn? Yoshi's Yarn story? That's yeah, one? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. other than that, I don't... They don't have, like, the Super Mario... Like, the Super Mario 3D World was a thing, right? And that was a huge thing last year. I love that game. Um, that was actually, like, a year and a half ago, right? So... They did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze last year. I guess that game was supposed to be pretty good. Have they come out with a lot of first-party stuff? Super Smash Brothers is the like, their big one. I mean, they did Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, and, Mario Kart, and that other one last year. So they kind of blew their load. And then they canceled what? Club Nintendo. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Okay, thanks, hear. Nintendo, for, again, not giving me free things that I'm entitled to because I'm a millennial. Uh... What flagships are left that we haven't seen on the Wii U now? Metroid and Metro- Star Fox. Metro- Metroid and Star Fox is not a... Star Fox is a B-tier Nintendo property. You're a B-tier Nintendo property. Star Fox 64 is one of the best video games of all time. Sh- sure. The Star Fox game for GameCube sucked donkey balls. So Kid- the original Kid Icarus was terrible, but... But it's not. It's not. it's not a property that they put as much effort into effort into as their other properties. Okay, Kid Icarus is B-list as well. All right, point is, it is, Fox was a character in the original Super Smash Brothers. That makes him A-list. It was only mm, A-list I, characters. I think there's a lot of deviant art of Fox porn, too, I think you can find. I think you can probably find some of that. It's called Furry Hentai Edgy. They're Yowie. And so, and so, therefore, I think it probably makes him A-tier. I think you're probably right. Look... If there is furry, edgy, henchy porn of it, tentacles, then it's A-list. A-list, right? right? Um, Yeah. Anyway, no. No Star Fox yet. No Metroid yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a Star Fox. But I I would really be surprised if we don't see something happen with Metroid here. If not this year, then the next year. We will. Wasn't that the big stupid rumor at E3 or whatever? I mean, we didn't hear anything about it at E3, though. Or Nintendo con or something some big conference that god i feel more, yeah, that's not a thing i feel more unqualified tonight than i think i have in the previous 96 episodes of this podcast all except one and a half of which you can listen to at unqualifiedgamers.com please like share and subscribe so so i did play but we didn't okay, talk about a club nintendo they did they're closing their doors what do you, you think about get, it do a business analysis of Nintendo's business model right now, because that's what we like to do on amateur podcasts, right? Let's talk about their business model. So the thing is, with Nintendo doing this, is that Xbox, they got they got their fanboys, and they're not getting anything free, and then Sony PlayStation Plus is a service, all right? So then you got Club Nintendo, and they're replacing it with another awards program. So you Microsoft fanboys can go blow it out your Master Chief collection, which still doesn't work. Oh, and then uh, I don't know, Ratchet and Clank, Sony's revenge, girlfriend. All right, fine. Steam powered? Yeah, I'll put it on sale. Steam, but only the sale is zero dollars on Club Nintendo. Word to your mother. The next awards program will probably be even better. Because they know they got to beat Sony because stock prices. Stock prices, John. I'm an expert. 
Yeah, no, that sounds like the way money works. Because I went to Kotaku.com once. So, you know what? That's what I have to say about Club Nintendo. Uh, keep on rolling, Nintendo. Uh, Microsoft, as a company, is probably going out of business this year. Not just Xbox, just all of it. Yeah, no, you really... Yeah, no, you really, I, you really know... You really know the way that stocks work. Hard-hitting it's industry very, analysis on this podcast. It's ob- it's obvious. It's obvious. Hard-hitting industry impre- analysis. Now that was we, impressive. Now that I have debunked economic theory and corporate strategy, now you may talk about video games on episode 97 of Unqualified Gamers. So I teased this last week. I don't know if it was at the end or in the middle of last week, but I said I was playing some Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Um, and... The kind of the I guess the cool part about Binding of Isaac reboot is is when did we talk about Binding of Isaac? Wasn't it the first episode? It was literally the first Gamers? episode. Yeah, yeah. So it was forever ago, and you were talking about how cool Steam was. But we were talking about Binding of Isaac on the first episode, and I was talking about how much I liked it and how it was this cool little weird thing. Um, and listener, I guess now you can go back and listen to that first episode if you want to. But Binding of Isaac is a straight roguelike. Uh, game that was originally done in Flash on Newgrounds and it was completely randomly generated every time you played and there were like six levels and it, it kind of the big draw was this really demented gross art style um, like you go into your mother's uterus in the last two levels to to kill her and and like a zygote. It's weird. It's really weird. But the, the point is, is it's a roguelike that where you're descending through seven levels of hell. And then there's um, item crazy items that you can get. Like the list of items that you can get that break the game in varieties of ways are like 280 in this newest incarnation. So um, the original game was a solid, a solid game. And just recently, at the end of last year, so November of 2014... They released Binding of Isaac Rebirth. And it is it is the Binding of Isaac remastered. It's not like a sequel or anything. It's just the first game again remastered. So they've added a couple of characters. They've added a bunch of new items. And the biggest thing is that they added controller support. They added gamepad support. So this is like a little 2D top-down. It almost looks like original, if, you, if you've ever played The Legend of Zelda, like the original Legend of Zelda, it's, it looks very much like that. There's typically four doors, or there are four ways to exit. Um, rooms, are all, rooms are all orthogonally adjacent to each other. Uh, and, and it's got, like I said, that like 2D, really brightly colored sprite-looking artwork. So, They've upresed a couple of those assets for the the remaster, um, and they, like I said, they added all those items and stuff. And it just the gamepad support by itself, I think, is worth the the price of admission for the remake. So one of the biggest problems I had with the original, and I'm sure I said this on the podcast in episode one, was that it controlled with WASD for your movement, and then you would fire your weapon using the arrow keys so it was basically two hands on the keyboard and because the game was and i don't know if this if this is a fact but i think i remember hearing this one time from a guy on the street that the reason why you couldn't yeah he didn't actually know me and in fact he didn't even know he was talking about binding of isaac at the time but the reason why they couldn't program gamepad support into the original game was because it was a flash game so they are, it is no longer programmed in Flash, which for the vast majority of people doesn't matter at all. But what does matter to you is that you can now just plug in your Xbox 360 controller and you can use that to play, which is awesome. It feels so good. I've said this before about other games, but it turns it from being kind of a lean-forward PC game, one where you have to have kind of constant, constant concentration, one where you have to be kind of focused very directly on your screen, to a lean-back kind of armchair TV game, which when you think about those two terms, I think it kind of evokes certain games, right? Wow, that's kind of a profound analogy you used there. Yeah, so it's really, it's, 
it's really good. It's a game that you can like sit sit there and I'll do a run of of Isaac in anywhere from 30 minutes to with my longer runs it'll take me an hour but that's because I'm like searching everywhere um because the levels get progressively larger um and there's more and more stuff to find in each of the levels I will say the probably the biggest problem to Isaac um just in the grand scheme of things it is incredibly obtuse and they do not explain anything. And so, very commonly, unless you have, like, the Wikipedia open that explains what every item does, which I do not do that, but I can see how people would be frustrated investing time and having this kind of thing happen. You'll have an item. For instance, I there's an item that makes it so that instead of shooting uh, a glob rapid fire, you shoot this giant laser, Right? You, like, hold down the button, and once you release it, it shoots a giant laser that does a ton of damage. There's another item that makes it so that you can, like, charge up your shots. Well, for some reason, when the two items are combined together, you basically can't charge up the laser anymore, and it only shoots out this, like, puny little thing that basically does no damage. But both of those are considered, like, good items that you can get. You would never know that unless you just experimented that way and failed. Now... For somebody like me, that can be fun to fail in that spectacular of a manner. But for somebody who doesn't, like, is not willing to sit down and continue to play the game over and over again, which is really what you need to do with Isaac, I can see that being very frustrating. So what I would say is, this game is super fun and it's really worth a play, especially if you like that roguelike thing. Um of just constant restarts and getting kind of a, a fresh new game each time you play. I would say it might be beneficial if you do not have a lot of patience um, with kind of failure that you could con- you could kind of consider not your fault. You may want to keep the Wikipedia open next to you so you can at least see what each of the items does either as you pick them up or immediately before you pick them up. Because you could really break your run. If you get the wrong combination of items. So. Like there's this other, there's this other item that's. It's basically cursed. And it makes it so that you charge up your, your shots. But you've got like a 33% chance every time you're hit to be teleported out of the room of whatever you're in. And that includes like bosses. So you could be halfway into a boss fight and you could get hit by the boss. You'd be teleported out of the room. And when you go back in it's back at full health again. Uh Good. Yeah, and, like, if you pick that item up just not knowing anything and that just started happening <coughs> to you, like, say that was your first run, you'd be like, this game f***ing sucks. So, you know, like, I can see it, I can see the game being frustrating to kind of some newcomers to the genre. So I guess my recommendation would be maybe take a look at the at the, the Wikipedia, um, either as you're playing, yeah, like, as you're playing. This is a curious game design element to me. Because I experienced this also in Risk of Rain, not to bring that up again. So, like, <clears throat> to draw a parallel. In Risk of Rain, in order to get all the secret characters and secret items, I guess, you have to do certain things in the game. Yeah, they're tied to achievements. Like, but you get artifacts. Okay, those are spelled out. Those you know, like, oh, if I get 20 kills in a row as the Huntress without getting hit or something, like, that's an item, whatever. But there are also, like, artifacts and things that you don't know about, right? Like, that are kind of yep. hidden. They're like, I'm not going to know about it unless I look them up. The only reason I know about any of them is because you and Max seem to know about them. Like, stuff in games that there's no way for you to know about. Like, in terms of, I don't know, that. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's the way that... That's the way that games used to be made, right? I mean, that was the... That was the... That was Andre's Secret Garden. I mean, like that was that was the talk at the water cooler of recess for like, hey, you know, we're all playing the same game. I got to this point and I did this thing and you were like, I didn't even know I could do that. Right. Like that's the way that games kind of used to be. And so so sometimes in a game like Risk of Rain or a game like Isaac, I, I think is maybe trying to recapture a little bit of that. It's actually what a game like Dark Souls did because there's it is so incredibly difficult 
And but there are so many ways to approach the different situations within that game. So like you could play through Dark Souls and we you would have a completely different experience than I did. And I could come back to you and I could say, "So what did you do about this?" And when you told me, it may blow my mind because I didn't even realize that was a possibility. So kind of like Gone Home. Mm-hmm. It's very much like it. How everyone exactly. has a totally you, different you experience. Kind of, you kind of create your own uh, story. That's exactly right. So what you're saying is Binding of Isaac is basically Gone Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, greatest of all time. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page there. Um, yeah. Uh, no, well, okay. So there's the water cooler talk, but then some people... Go straight to the the source of the water, right? Like they climb a mountain to where the stream is coming down the mountain. Yeah, no, a, you, you <laughs> totally destroyed the analogy. I can't even. Some people, some people want to go straight to game facts. Some people want to go straight to the Wikipedia, and that's totally fine. If that's the way you want to play the game, go for it. Um, like if, if that's the way you enjoy the game, like if you spent the money on the game, you should be able to do whatever you want to make the game fun for yourself, right? Um, but like some games, the the it is pretty clear that the designer is trying to get you to experiment, is trying to kind of surprise you. Yeah, and the the games that we just talked about are examples of that. I understand that, but what I'm trying to say is. It is the water cooler talk diluted if you go to someone who has read Game Facts or read the Wikipedia article. I mean, I don't know. Is it? You're the one talking to him. But you're like it. Because you're looking up the wiki. But I'm But I'm not. But you would. But I no, I wouldn't. I haven't. And I, and I won't. But you did for I Risk just, of Rain. Did I? Did I you? I don't know if I did. Oh, you didn't? I don't think I... No. I don't oh, think I did. Oh, that changes everything. I thought you just knew where... Yeah. I just, what are we even talking about? I thought you and, and Max knew where stuff was because you looked it up. And you were no, like... We had no, no, we had no idea. So Max and I just saw that there were these artifacts in the game and it said that there's like a there's like a random artifact in every level. And so then we just sort of kind of fell into finding one of them. Kind of an accident. And then we realized, oh, shit, Like there's... There's, like, these things hidden really, really well in these levels. We should try to find other ones. And then we just happened to kind of luck into two more as we were looking through the levels a little more. Oh, because sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, sometimes this randomly appears in this level. Hmm. But you're, you're just telling me that because... I'm just telling you that because we found that. Like, we found that on our own. Uh... But it always appears. The thing is, is it always appears in the same spot after that for anybody else, too. Well... For that particular game. All right. So then uh, I give Binding of Isaac five stars. That's good, because it deserves out of how many? I mean... You, you get five Risks of Rain out of star? I give it, you know, I give it three. Okay. I think that's fair. So I've also been uh, messing around a little with a game called Warframe. Wait, you never finished your your Gone Home review. What did you think of it? I thought Gone Home was the greatest action puzzle platformer of all time okay good but you so binding of isaac rebirth was good it's good and it's a game that it's going to get a lot of it's because because you can just play through a run of that game in like 30 minutes 30 45 minutes it's going to get a lot of play for me because with like the new just my current situation now with the new job and everything you know my gaming time kind of exists between maybe 8.30 and 10 o'clock, 8.30 and 11 o'clock every night, depending, if that. So, like, it it's hard to play a very long experience in that amount of time. Right. And so I've kind of gravitated towards, and I have been doing this for quite a while now, I've just gravitated towards these shorter experiences. Stuff like Hearthstone that I can pick up and I can play a match in 10 minutes, uh, 5 to 10 minutes. However, I can't justify paying for a game I already own because there's a new controller you can use for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they added, the amount that they added, it's not even, like, they're not even comparable in terms of, like, the amount that the, the amount of stuff that's in there. But it's like 20 bucks, isn't it? Uh, I think it's 10 all right, I'll think about rebirth. it. Yeah, and Binding of Isaac was ten, was either five or ten for most of its life. But you know, it was Steam sales all the time, so you could get Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I'm sure on sale. Hell, it's only been out for two months, and I'm sure you could already get it on sale. I got it on the Steam sale for like eight dollars or whatever, eight or nine dollars, and I'm sure in five months you'll be able to get it for five bucks. 
right. Okay. And it's re- it's really good. I'll add it to so my I've, watch list. Yes, add it to your watch list. And I've also played. Uh, I've also been playing a, a little game called Warframe. Um, it's a free to play game, and it's really well done. And I can talk about that later. I I'm not really kind of far enough into it to really talk about it it's a you know what it is it's you remember how awesome i thought mass effect 3 multiplayer was yeah it's like mass effect 3 multiplayer only like it's like just that wait a minute is it warframe advertised like on the tv or something i saw a bunch of warframe ads no no that's game of war oh yeah game of war yeah no that's that's definitely way different (laughs) warframe is a third person shooter with freedom it's a free-to-play third person shooter with like incredible graphics and and really good level design like impressive free-to-play level design i'll talk about it again next time Hmm. um but it's free and it's fun and it's not it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like some of those other free-to-play games like there's not you know you're not waiting to play for energy that kind of thing um there's there are a bunch of different currencies in it but that's like every free-to-play game you heard it here first folks the game's not that's right that's my review not that's so anyway uh, that's a pretty high praise right there like i said it's weird it's so weird because it's exactly kind of what i wanted it's exactly what i wanted mass effect it, it's like what I what I got the most enjoyment out of Mass Effect Three was that multiplayer, and it's basic. It really is basically that. Well, good. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you going to play? Like, wh- like, when are you ever going to have anything to talk about again? I don't. You know, <clears throat> do you want me to have anything to talk about? I already debunked Sony's strategy. I mean, basically, you know, Microsoft. You really, took, you really took down that company. You know, Microsoft was behind the hacks, right? The oh, Sony, behind the Sony hacks? Sony Pictures yeah. hacks. Yeah, Microsoft mm-hmm. Game Studios is behind that. Um, mm-hmm. Let me look at my phone. What have I What have I been playing? Um, so I have New Words of Friends. Uh, I haven't played anything on my phone. I'm not even I'm not even playing phone games anymore. Like, it's... I don't know, man. Um, Hyrule Warriors is proving to be a conundrum for me. Because you'll play it for a little while and realize it's not good? No, that's become my game where I can pick up... Like, here's the thing with Hyrule Warriors. Did did I ever fully review that game or whatever? No, because you always want to complete games before you review them, and that game you're never going to complete. Right. So I'm not going to get into it a lot, but what I will say is I really enjoy the game for one or two levels at a time. Like, a game level can last, like, 20 to 40 minutes, basically. So, okay. not a giant chunk of time. Um, and that's 40 if I'm, like, really taking my time. Usually closer to, like, a half hour or so. Like, <coughs> excuse me. Like, I can play one or two levels and love those levels and have a lot of fun and be, like, really satisfied. But then I am done. Like, I don't want to play anymore. It's not like Rogue Legacy where you can pick it up, play a few levels, or play, like, 30 levels. Like, yeah. it's not like that. It's It's very, like... It's always very fun game, but I cannot play it for a very extended period of time. So, and that's that's not a knock against the game. It doesn't make it bad. It's it's a very good game, but something about it just makes me not want to play it for long periods of time. But I keep going back to it. Now the conundrum. Now I've beaten it. So like while I was playing through the game, I could go to these like optional kind of side levels and side quests and things, or go back and get a gold skull Tulla from a level, or go back mm-hmm. and get a secret heart container from a level. And like that was kind of progressing my my characters towards my goal of beating the game, right? Now if I go back, I I could do some of the optional side stuff, which I don't know, seems kinda of unfulfilling and directionless to me. Or I could do hero mode, but then I'm recommitting to beating the entire game again. Because I have a, a sense of a completionist, and, like, I can't just play, like, three levels of hero mode and then be done. Like, if I start hero mode, I want to beat the whole game again on hero mode. I'm I'm a weird gamer. That seems like a personal fault. I'm really that's weird. A, that's, not, that's not the game's fault. I'm weird. I'm so weird. 
It's, you know, and I really, I really want to play Wonderful 101. I'm, like, afraid to commit to it. I really want to play Transistor. Has been sitting on my desktop forever. Can't get into it. Never uh, won my game of Beyond Earth Civilization. Beyond Earth. So, basically played, like, a game of that that I lost and then never touched it again. Because I don't like the ambiance of the game. Like, over the weekend, I wanted to play Civ Five, But I was spending time with human beings and if I had played Civ 5 then that wouldn't have happened so I, I don't know I have all these cravings I have all these games it's it's the classic meme I'm I'm an adult so I have all this money to buy video games but I'm an adult so I don't have any time to play video games that's kind of what it feels it's like it's the worst that's why you have to carve out time stay up an extra three hours who needs sleep I'm used to staying up that's the problem actually I have found recently my favorite thing is waking up early on a Saturday or Sunday and playing games. I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning two Saturdays ago, which I know is normal for you, but it's not for me. Two Saturdays ago, I woke up at 7 in the morning and played Risk of Rain and a couple other games for like six hours. Life is circular, see, because that's the way we used to behave when we were seven years old. Ah. So it's just all, it's all coming back around. It's like Saturday morning cartoons. It's exactly, except Saturday morning was more video games when we were kids. Uh, I enjoyed my Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I kind of did both. I mean, we kind of... They stopped being good after, like, 10 a.m. That's when they got in the weird shows that I didn't like. Like, the later seasons of Reboot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, the, the like, good ones were, like, it was, like, 8 and 9 o'clock was, like, when, like, Power Rangers, Big Bad Beetleborgs, uh... The other really crappy VR... I never watched that show. You never Bad watched Big Bad Beetleborgs? No, that sounds really bad. It's like a worse Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Starring little kids. Okay. But, and that's... That when the, and, and then, I, although I guess, like, usually, like, I think that around 10 or 10.30, they would show X-Men, the cartoon series, and that was awesome. But, like, yeah, nine, like, 8 to 10 was, like, Spider-Man, the animated series. And, like, sometimes PBS Playhouse, if you get really lucky, because that was the best show ever. Um, that was a good show. So I tried to watch some of Spider-Man, the original cartoon, recently. Boy, does that not hold up. Really? Oh, does it, oh my god, it does not hold up at all. X-Men totally holds up still. Totally. Why does but, Spider-Man not hold up? Is it the CG? It's... Oh, I don't... I think it's the... I think it's the regular animation. Like, it's really bad. It's really bad animation. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. But they have really computer-generated... It's, like, it's, like, it's like trying to watch the Turtles again. Which, which I don't know if you tried to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again anytime ever, but there are so many issues with that show. So many. The animated is, Ninja Turtles. Yes, it is, it is almost unwatchable. I have the first two volumes of that show on DVD. What is wrong with it? I think it is un. I think it is almost unwatchable. There's all these. There's all the weird glitches. There's the weird sound effects glitches. I mean, it's just totally jarring. It's not good, and the animation's bad. It doesn't matter. The characters are awesome. The voice acting is pretty weird, though. Yeah, it's they're so messed up. The characters were, were awesome when we were eight because they were turtles that ate lots of pizza. I mean, what? it's like a fever dream. <laughs> Like, I, mean, I guess when you put it that way, I can't really argue with you. Yeah, like that does. Of course, that sounds awesome when you're eight. But now you like watch it. It's the animation's really bad. I can't do it. I can't watch that show anymore. And I couldn't watch Spider Man either. It was kind of depressing because you know, adult me is like, I'm gonna watch the show again just to see. And I was like, what the hell was I doing when I was a kid? Hmm. This is terrible. All right, I have a final video game related question for you. Let's say um, you wanted to prove to someone or, or demonstrate to someone that video games can have, like, powerful storytelling and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, games aren't just, like, stupid anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few different games I can play to demonstrate this to a person that I know. One would be the Metal Gear Solid series. It's very, very heavy on... Dialogue and story, espionage. Uh, I'm thinking specifically Metal Gear Solid 3, which is one of the best video games I've ever played. Okay. Okay, considering that. Also considering Nino Kuni. Do you have to pay yeah. attention, like full attention to Nino Kuni? Or is, no. is this the kind of thing you can kind of come in and out of? Yeah. 
All right, so I might play Nino Kuni next because I have that on my PS3. Um, I may replay through Metal Gear Solid Three because I never did that once I got the Metal Gear Solid Collection. Um, I, I kind of want to play a story-based game soon. Is does transit? Oh, we need to do Transistor soon too. We do, yeah, we do. And Transistor does apparently have a pretty good story. Does it? I'll start mm-hmm. Transistor this week if you start. No, I can't do anything this week. Next week I'll start Transistor. You could just play Bastion for her. I thought about that. Or what? If what? Her? What? You're weird. You're silly, John. You're silly. So that means you must work for Sony. You think you can give stuff away? PlayStation Plus? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me draw a diagram for you, okay? Uh, N is for Nintendo, right? Okay. Uh, what does PlayStation do but uh, a P and an S? Okay. What is that? Uh, copyright infringement. So basically, Sony ripped off Nintendo... And then Microsoft, dude, look at this. They spell it. I'm writing. Hold on. Wait for me to finish. Microsoft. It's a, They just took every letter in the word and they wrote them down. Like, what? <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> Give me your money, Jonathan. Give me it. I never want to do this again. Did you ever want to in the first place? You know we're only three episodes. So next week you'll review this free-to-play game War... I'll talk about Warframe, and I'll have some other stuff to talk about. War Eater, all right? And then then, uh, this episode 98, right? And then after next week, we can both start playing Transistor. Episode 99, maybe I'll talk about Hyrule Warriors or something. And then we can talk Transistor for our 100th episode. We can actually do a review together. I think that sounds great. And maybe we'll have guest hosts, or because we've had guest hosts... Because we've had guest hosts before, and maybe I want to invite them back. Are you going to get President Barack Obama? You know, he's actually delivering a, a speech right now that we should probably be paying attention to. But I'll is, just, it I'll about, just, is it about Transistor? I don't know. I'm just going to catch the synopsis on Fox News tomorrow. They seem pretty legit. Yeah, no, I'm sure they'll synopsize it well. Yeah. So, did you hear that the city of Paris is declaring war on them? On America? On Fox News. So, America. Mm, yeah. USA. Google it. No, I'm serious. That's a thing that happened. USA. You don't go on Facebook anymore, do you? No. No. All right. Well, cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for watching, viewer slash listener. Unqualifiedgamers.com is now pretty much complete. I am going to go back and clean up some older episodes because uh, there are a lot of swears in them. So, you know, viewer, listener discretion is advised if you go and check yeah, out thanks our... a lot, jerk Cody, who swears all you the time. You swear more than me, you bitch. I will cut you. Um, hold on, what's the timestamp? You, you should write that timestamp time down. down. I'm gonna write the timestamp down on that, so... <laughs>